This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 97. 97. The defendant will rise and face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. As to the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Not guilty on all charges. What what have we been saying? If you follow the law, if if you go by what the law is, what is in the law, what the law states, there's only one verdict that you're going to come on, uh, come to based on the facts and the evidence in the case. And it was that simple. It was not very complicated. And that is that he did not break the law because this is a classic case of self-defense. You keep in mind, you know, that this this is now. And by the way, the judges, I, I want to see what the judge does in terms of following through on the misconduct of the prosecution here, because you, you just never know. But I think there something is going to happen on some level with all of this. But the law in Wisconsin is clear. There's no ambiguity in this. And that is that the law says an individual may use deadly force if he or she, quote, reasonably believes that such force is necessary to prevent imminent death, death or great bodily harm to himself or herself. It was more than reasonable when you look at the evidence, the video evidence, the eyewitness testimony. Uh, if you watch, if you listen to the star witness for the prosecution, It was a simple verdict. Why did they take so long? Because I think they were being thoughtful, deliberative. They they wanted to go through it slowly, comprehensively. I'm guessing on this. And and they knew that there was outside pressure. And yet they rendered the right verdict based on the law and based on the facts and based on the evidence. Now, for example, based on my observation, it would be more than reasonable to believe that Kyle Rittenhouse faced imminent death or great bodily harm from Joseph Rosenbaum. Remember, this is the one that was the the convicted child molester. Kids, what, five through nine uh, years of age, five kids, I think nine very young kids. And anyway, but if you look at what happened in that particular case, based again on eyewitness testimony, based on video testimony, uh, with Rosenbaum vowing to bleeping kill Rittenhouse, and then chasing Rittenhouse, cornering Rittenhouse, lunging for and grabbing the barrel of Rittenhouse's gun. That falls within the definition and the rule of law, which is very clear that an individual may use deadly force if he or she, quote, reasonably believes such force is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to himself or herself. It would be more than reasonable to believe that Kyle Rittenhouse faced imminent death or great bodily harm Remember, when he was being chased, he was running away as fast as he could. He wanted to get away from a mob that was chasing him. 
and a violent group of rioters chased him down, knocked off his hat, knocked him to the ground, and attempted to then, and then remember the, the image, to stomp his face into the pavement. At that point, he defended himself. And then the third case, well, that was a slam dunk in that particular case because you have the star witness for the prosecution that stepped up and admitted on the stand under oath that he pointed a loaded gun at Kyle Rittenhouse before Kyle Rittenhouse ever shot him. Um, everybody can can twist and turn this every step of the way, but those are the facts of the case. The jury made the right decision based on the law and based on the evidence that were presented to them. And there's been an awful lot of lying going on. Now, if I'm Kyle Rittenhouse, let me tell you where my mind is going today. And that is... I would start suing every single person because there's been no evidence ever presented that Kyle Rittenhouse was in any way, manner or form a white supremacist. You know, you have Joe Biden in the tweet that he put out, the now infamous tweet, uh, a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse, as we saw in Kenosha underneath Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, Joe Biden tweeting, there's no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. And then he shared a video clip on Twitter denouncing white supremacists, including a photo of Rittenhouse wielding a gun. Now, maybe the White House, I don't know, you can call over if you want. If you do, I always urge you to be polite. 202-456-1111. And you can ask, is Joe going to apologize? Will President Biden apologize for falsely slandering, libeling Kyle Rittenhouse with his comments? Because this is what happens all the time. This is what we said. They never it's the same cast of characters making the same mistakes over and over again. They never learned a thing from Richard Jewell. They never learned a thing from Ferguson, Missouri. They never learned a thing from Cambridge Police or Freddie Gray and Baltimore. Uh, they never learned a thing with Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman. They never learned a thing from UVA. They never learned a thing from Duke Lacrosse. You know, I'd like to pat myself on the back and say, okay, I've been right in every one of these cases, and they're wrong in every one of these cases, and that I must have some magic crystal ball that that shows me what the real truth is. No, it's called actually getting the facts, working sources, and like, for example, in Ferguson, my sources, one after another, probably about 10 of them, told me that there were multiple people that fully, completely corroborate the story of Officer Darren Wilson, that there never was a hands up, don't shoot moment, and that it was Michael Brown putting his hands into the police car, trying to wrestle away the pistol, the firearm from Officer Darren Wilson. When the first shot went off, nobody was hit with, in that case. And then it was Michael Brown that turned around and ran towards Darren Wilson, who then had to protect himself. And we have multiple eyewitnesses that corroborated that story in total. I was told early on those witnesses existed. That's why the media is so reckless and irresponsible. You know, look at what they did with the Covington High School kids and Nicholas Sandman. Nicholas, now, I, if I'm Kyle Rittenhouse, I'd follow the Nicholas Sandman model and I'd start suing. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Once he starts suing all of these networks that refer to him as a white supremacist, 
all of these networks that said these horrible things about him that slandered him and libeled him and called him a racist and declared his guilt, etc. I would assume that he's probably going to be as rich as Nicholas Sandman in the end because they don't want to settle the case. They're not going to want to go to court because it'll be exposed even further how recklessly irresponsible the, these news, so-called news organizations are. You know, I, I go back to the article yesterday by Miranda Devine in the New York Post, you know, the 10 heinous lies uh, about Kyle Rittenhouse that are debunked, starting with he killed two black uh, Black Lives Matter protesters. All three of the men that he shot in self-defense happened to be white. They were not BLM protesters, uh, at least not that we know of. Anyway, he crossed state lines. That was another lie. He lived 20 miles uh, from Kenosha in Illinois. That part is true with his mother and sisters. But he also has a father and a grandmother and an aunt and an uncle and cousins and his best friends all live in Kenosha. So he went back and forth between both states and both cities. He had a job as a lifeguard in Kenosha. He worked a shift on August the 25th before helping clean graffiti Remember, he helped clean graffiti. He helped some people that were injured that night. You know, all facts I don't think the mob and the media wants to want you to know about, nor did they pay much attention to. Uh, and a lot of this graffiti that he was cleaning off was left by rioters at a local school. He and a friend were then invited to join other adults that had been asked by the owners of a used car lot in Kenosha to guard the property because 100 cars had been torched the previous night when police abandoned the town to rioters. I hope they're prepared in case there's any unrest tonight, and I hope there's not any unrest tonight. Kyle took his gun to protect himself since the rioters were violent and armed, including, for example, the Antifa medic, this this guy that the, the prosecution's lead uh, uh, witness, uh, admitted on the stand that he had a loaded Glock and he pointed it right at Kyle Rittenhouse's head before Kyle defended himself. And that is that fits within the law within Wisconsin for self-defense. You know, Rittenhouse, the charge was he took an AR-15 across state lines. Uh, Esquire accused him of terrorist tourism, put them on the list of people to consider suing. Anyway, that was false. His rifle was kept kept in a safe at his best friend's stepfather's house in Kenosha. The gun was legal. Everyone was telling us it was illegal up until the beginning of the trial. The, the gun charge stuck. It never should have been there. Under Wisconsin law, he was entitled to possess that firearm as a 17-year-old, and the judge ultimately dismissed the gun charge, which the prosecution never should have brought because it was a long rifle. It wasn't a short uh, one which would have broken the law. Rittenhouse's mother drove him across state lines to riot. Another lie told. Well, Wendy Rittenhouse never went to Kenosha. She slept late the morning of August 25th. She had worked a 16-hour shift at a nursing home near her home in Illinois. And, and by that time, uh, Kyle had already gone to his job as a lifeguard in Kenosha when she woke up. The assistant district attorney holds Rittenhouse's gun as, as, as he gives the state's closing argument, pointing it at people in the courtroom. That's called gun safety 101. You never do that. Whether you think the gun is loaded or unloaded, never point it at somebody that you're not planning on shooting at in self-defense, for example. 
He was, quote, an active shooter who took his gun uh, to a riot looking for trouble when just the opposite came out. I mean, he, he, he went there to help people. He was cleaning graffiti. Now, you know, you might say, what the hell was he doing there? He was cleaning graffiti. He was asked to help uh, a car dealership uh, to prevent further losses. Okay, this kid's got a heart. He's there. And he also felt the need, based on the previous night's activities, to defend himself if, God forbid, something happened. Well, God forbid something happened. Uh, he was called repeatedly a white supremacist, starting with then-candidate Joe Biden. When uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was pressed by Peter Ducey, well, then she starts talking about, uh, well, generally speaking, vigilantes. He didn't go there as a vigilante. There's no evidence to back up that claim. I think I put her on the list of people that I would consider suing. He flashed white power signs uh, with the Proud Boys. Uh, okay, Kyle was free $2 million bail after his birthday last year. He went to a bar for a beer with his mother and other adults. And, by the way, took pictures with people, strangers. Uh, if I knew, I don't know, anybody I took a picture with, for example, at the Patriot Awards this week. I have no idea who they are. Mr. Hannity, can we take a selfie? Mr. Hannity, would you mind taking a picture with me? I always try to accommodate when I can, and but I don't know anything about them. That make me guilty of hanging out with somebody that might have extreme views? Nope. They have something called clicks. You stand in line, you got to do a thousand clicks. I mean, take pictures with a thousand people. I've done that in the course of my career. Do I know the thousand people? No, I don't know the thousand people, but I'm honored that they watch the show and listen to my radio show. And the oh, and the other last lie was uh, the judge is a, a Trumpian. No, he was actually appointed by a Democrat. Sorry to break your narrative, and he's the longest-serving judge in Wisconsin history. All right, we got a lot, to, lot of ground to get to today, uh, and we'll get your reaction in, and we'll get analysis on the ground in Kenosha from Sarah Carter. We've got our legal experts, Leo 2.0 Terrell, Greg Jarrett, David Schoen, much more, and your calls, 800 941 All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity show, if you're just joining us, not guilty, Kyle Rittenhouse, all charges. Now, the first charge was first-degree reckless homicide. This is this Rosenbaum guy, Class B felony, that would carry a maximum would have carried a maximum penalty of 60 years, broken down into 40 years of initial confinement, 20 years extended supervision. Uh, first degree, the second charge, first degree reckless endangering safety. Prosecution claiming that would apply to Richard McGinnis because he was close to the shootings and testified he felt he was in danger. That could have resulted in 12 and a half years imprisonment and a $25,000 fine. The third charge is first-degree recklessly endangering safety. Prosecution doesn't even know who this man was, but he jump-kicked Rittenhouse before he fired at him, missing both times. That would have been 12 and a half years imprisonment and a $25,000 fine. The Hoover charge was the first-degree intentional homicide. Uh, this is the guy that struck Rittenhouse with a skateboard in the head and the neck before Rittenhouse defended himself. Uh, and then, of course, the attempted first-degree intentional homicide. Uh, this is the star witness of the prosecution, uh, Gage uh, Grosskrautz, uh, who shot at close proximity but admitted during testimony that, in fact, he was not shot until he pointed a loaded gun 
at Kyle Rittenhouse. That would have been a Class B felony, maximum penalty, 60 years in jail, broken into 40 years initial confinement, 20 years extended supervision. Not guilty, all charges. In Kenosha, Sarah Carter is on the ground. We'll get a report from her. That's coming up next. And wait till you hear how the media mob and the politicians are reacting. Now that we made some money for our sponsors, let's go back to making the liberals crazy. The Handman is back on the radio right now. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, our own Sarah Carter has been there now for days on the ground in Kenosha. She's outside the courthouse as we speak. Uh, Sarah, I know you'll join us uh, in the next hour as well and on TV tonight. What's going on? Well, I got to tell you, Sean, it was there were some tense moments, um, I think, for the people of Kenosha. There was a really huge sense of relief. I I was talking to folks as the verdict came in, and and those are people that actually at that moment in time weren't around the courthouse, but downtown where a lot of the businesses are still shuttered. You know, people have been very concerned. They've really wanted this to wrap up. I think for the most part, most people here in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the residents, believed and actually expected Kyle Rittenhouse to be acquitted on all the charges. Now, outside the courthouse was a different story. There were a lot of folks. Uh, many of them from uh, groups offshoots like Antifa. We saw some of some people that claim to be from Antifa. We saw other people belonging to groups like the Revolutionary Club uh, out of Chicago. Uh, these were people that were trying to start maybe a ruckus, start an incident. Um, I did have an experience. A woman uh, collapsed outside the front of the courthouse. We'll be talking about that tonight. Uh, uh, she was uh, screaming. She was frantic. Uh, the paramedics arrived uh she collapsed uh she started to uh uh go into a seizure it it was kind of a frightening moment for everyone uh but overall we are grateful that this is now wrapped up i know for kyle rittenhouse uh and his family it must be an extraordinary relief before thanksgiving now you've been listening to the people outside the courthouse and i know that the jury had to be keenly aware there were people protesting uh, what what groups of people are there now, and do you see any potential for any conflict? Well, yeah, there is still a lot of concern, Sean. Yeah, there were uh, a lot of the groups that we saw out in front of the courthouse were were mainly groups like like I said, revolutionary groups, uh, people that wanted to start uh, look like they wanted to start uh, uh, maybe a little bit more than a protest. Uh, and and were and we saw a couple of days ago that they were pushing people around. There were a few arrests. Uh, but for the most part, there has been calm. And I believe that the law enforcement op- officials, particularly the Kenosha Police Department, and I was able to talk to some of the guys, they feel as though they have this situation under control. They are concerned about tonight. They are concerned about this weekend. They're worried about groups coming from out of town into Kenosha to start uh, some uh, to start problems. I did talk to one resident. Uh, they were, you know, they said this has been a devastating year for the people uh, of Kenosha and for the people of Wisconsin, um, and especially the people around this courthouse area where we saw a lot of businesses burned down in 2020. Many of them never came back. 
Uh, a lot of people lost all their livelihoods. Uh, this has been a traumatizing event for everyone. Uh, I can tell you this. What they've told me is that they hope that this gets put to rest. I know we're going to have some of the folks on your show tonight, uh, you know, live on, on Hannity tonight, uh, some of the people that we interviewed. But for the most part, I think people are in a wait-and-see game still. Uh, they are hoping, and they are hoping that uh, that everything remains calm throughout the weekend, but uh, there is no telling what can happen uh, if outside groups come into Kenosha. Uh, Sarah, you've done some great reporting. If anything happens at a moment's notice, just give us a call. We'll put you right back on the air. I know you'll join us in the next hour as well. Uh, you've been there doing great reporting, investigative reporting for us. We really appreciate it, as uh, always. Well, thank you so much, Sean. I'll be here for you. So we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled and just keep our prayers prayers out there for the people of Wisconsin. All right. Appreciate you being with us, Sarah Carter, on the ground in Kenosha. We'll have a lot more with her tonight. By the way, Nicholas Sandman is on our show tonight, who, you know, look at what that poor kid went through. Um, and I, if I'm the lawyer for Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm looking to do it as well. Uh, yeah, let me give you some of the reaction, because I think, you know, I like Tom Cotton came out and called on Joe Biden to apologize to Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, apparently, we have a, a statement from from Joe Biden that I, I, I want to read to you. I, I think this was just released. And it says, which is pretty interesting because he doesn't mention his previous statement, you know, and statement of the president. While the verdict in Kenosha may leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, we must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. I ran on a promise to bring America together because I believe what unites us is greater than what divides us. I know that we're not I know that we're not going to heal our country's wounds overnight, but I remain steadfast in my commitment to do everything in my power to ensure that every American is treated equally with fairness, dignity under the law. I urge everyone to express their views peacefully, consistent with the rule of law. Violence and destruction of property have no place in our country and democracy, and the White House and federal authorities have been in contact with Governor Zevers' office uh, for any outcome in this case, and I have spoken with the governor this afternoon and offered my support and assistance if needed to ensure public safety. Where's the apology, Joe? Where's the apology? You ju you rushed to judgment. You said this kid was a white supremacist. You put it right there on Twitter. Uh, and now Senator Tom Cotton has demanded that Biden publicly apologize. And he's right for the words that he used and the things that he said while running for office and uh, suggesting that he was a white supremacist. Joe needs to publicly apologize to Kyle Rittenhouse. That's fine. But my advice to Kyle Rittenhouse is Joe Biden needs to be sued for slander and libel. Yeah. Let's not forget also that his vice president, Kamala Harris, told Stephen Colbert that they would not rest and they would cause unrest in the street. They're not going to so stop. We probably won't they stop. shouldn't stop. We have that audio. Yeah. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to stop before Election Day in November and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. Uh, OK. And then, of course, she promoted the bail fund after, you know, what happened in Minneapolis or Minnesota last year. 
Al Sharpton, apparently ABC News reporting, these continue to be dark days for black people killed at the hands of people that believe our lives do not matter. This shooting did not involve any African-American at all. It did not involve a black person. There's a lot of people on Twitter right now, Sean, that are saying that black people were killed by Kyle Rittenhouse. There's so much misinformation. It's, it's unbelievable. Insanity. This verdict not only was not only outrageous and dangerous, it's also an obvious signal that encourages uh, vigilantes that they can continue to use violence to assert their power, and more importantly, that they are above the criminal justice system when they do. While it is disheartening that we take one step forward, several steps back, let this be a reminder that our activism cannot take a back seat. How could he not know anything about the case? Comrade de Blasio, this verdict is disgusting, and it sends a horrible message to the country. Where is the justice in this? The jury followed Wisconsin law. The evidence, frankly, was overwhelming. The videotape evidence, you know, the, the eyewitness testimony, even the prosecution's star witness admitted pointing a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse's face. Um, anyway, we can't let this go. Comrade de Blasio says we need stronger laws to stop violent extremism from within our own nation. Now is the time. By the way, I'd add a few of these people to the potential list of lawsuits. Um, we've got uh, the head of the Derek Johnson, uh, the NAACP president and CEO on Twitter. The verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is a reminder of the treacherous role that white supremacy and privilege play within our justice system. Um, okay, Julian Castro, you know damn well that if Kyle Rittenhouse were black, he would have been found guilty in a heartbeat or shot dead by cops on the scene. The ACLU, despite Rittenhouse's conscious decision to travel state lines, again, that's a lie that's been debunked. His father, grandmother, best friend, job existed in Kenosha. Hello? Anyway, um, you know, it's and it gets worse. Hollywood's out there doing the same thing, too. Deadline is reporting Hollywood media industries quick to react, uh, expressing surprise. Uh, the billions, the show co-creator, watch this kid not only become a hero to segments of the right, but watch him become an emboldened and appear on Rogan, puff himself up, get in bar fights and murder again. Oh, my gosh. Can't believe this. All started with Joe Biden. Rushed to judgment. Now is the time. The verdict is disgusting. Comrade de Blasio. Gavin Newsom not to be outdone. America today, you can break the law, carry around weapons built for a military, and shoot and kill people and get away with it. Uh, that's not what happened, Governor. Congresswoman Omar, a domestic terrorist, executed two people. And his supporters uh, think this is maintaining order. Their murderous rants have inspired many mass shooters, and now they're, uh, they aren't even trying to distance themselves from it. They're excusing it. Let's see. Gwen Moore. We got um, contrast how Kenosha police, this is PolitiFact, Wisconsin, and she says, in contrast, how a black man who was shot by police was treated, Kenosha police officers let an armed white supremacist walk right past them after shooting people. Okay, add them to the list of potential lawsuits. Not sure what, what the plan is, but it's out there. You know, another commentary. And I'm, I mean, they're all over the place. 
But literally, they need a full-time staff to go through all of the social media in Kyle Rittenhouse's defense. A murderer is once again walking free today. Our system is broken. Living proof that white tears can still forestall justice. Wow. MSNBC, MSDNC commentator, armed civilians are now part of American life. Wow. What an entirely unprecedented development. Progressive Democrats, they, they're just erupting all over the place over this. And I would expect it's only going to get worse. I'm going to play, you know, we can play the media. We've been playing the media's commentary all throughout this. We'll play more later in the program. Oh, and now we got this breaking. Jerry Nadler, House Judiciary Committee chairman, is now looking for the politicized Department of Justice to, to go after Kyle Rittenhouse. You can't even get a not guilty verdict. Did anyone ever hear a double jeopardy here? Nadler, this heartbreaking verdict is a miscarriage of justice, sets a dangerous precedent which justifies federal review by the Department of Justice. How about the conduct of the prosecution in this case? That still has to that those motions still need to be dealt with. Anyway, the uh, justice cannot tolerate armed persons crossing. They keep saying the same thing. Doesn't matter how many times we debunk the lie. His father, his grandmother, his job, his best friend, 20 minutes across the border from where his mother lived. He went back and forth. How hard is that to figure out? Shouldn't be that hard to figure out. We have more reaction. Let's see. Chris Christie, justice was done in this case. Renews our faith in the jury system. Lee Zeldin, the right of self-defense. You know, we got some people that actually... You know, support truth and justice and the system. Sometimes things get, are, get wrong here. But again, you got to go back. You know, what matters here is the law. And the law is clear. And it's clear that the jury stuck by the law in this particular case that an individual may use deadly force if he or she, quote, reasonably believes that such force is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to himself or herself. Okay. Well, when, you know, did Kyle Rittenhouse face imminent death or great bodily harm when Rosenbaum vowed to bleeping kill him and proceeded to chase him as the video evidence showed and corner him and then lunge for his gun? Is it not reasonable to believe Kyle Rittenhouse faced imminent death or great bodily harm when a group of violent rioters, that's the video of him being chased down the block, knocked him to the ground and we're about to take a, their foot and stomp his face into the pavement. I think there's a risk of great bodily harm and death in that situation. You know, or the or the, the star witness of the prosecution. Same thing. Facts don't seem to matter. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. We're going to get a full and complete legal analysis uh, with our legal team. Greg Jarrett uh, is going to join us. Uh, Leo 2.0 Terrell, David Schoen. They'll weigh in on all of this. We got your calls coming up as well in the next hour. I promise we'll get to some of your calls. Many of you um, would hopefully uh, like to. I, mean, I can see my lines. Everyone wants to weigh in on this. He stands by the verdict. I stand by what the jury concluded, says Joe Biden. The jur Now, that's not exactly true. When is Joe going to apologize? Now, I think the answer is never. Now, the question is, will Rittenhouse sue Joe Biden, because I would. In a heartbeat. 